Occasionally Awesome. I'm Nick Youssef. I'm Kevin Christie. Um, we hope you like this new intro music. I remember reading a comment. Uh, someone was like, I'm getting tired yeah. <laughs> of the of the same the same song again. Because before that, it was literally a different song every week. Right. So this is our new song, and we're going to have it for, I don't know, a couple months. Yep. If you're in a band, though, um, and you have some cool... Something like what you just heard. Yeah. Um, and you uh, want us to use it. Something that's like not copyrighted or on iTunes. Send it my way. Uh, contact at nickyusef.com. Um, if it's something that would fit the show like this, uh, we'd love to maybe use it after... Um, after this one so thank you in advance if that's you um, if not start a band and get that done <laughs> start a band anyways yeah just start a garage band you'll end up being glad you did yeah bond with your friends don't ever plan on making it but just have a band have a really cool hobby yeah that's essentially what we're telling you to do <laughs> I forget what I was watching but something almost made me buy a guitar recently really yeah <laughs> <laughs> It was something. Well, you're like, fuck it. I'm getting a Yeah, guitar. I was like, well, you're old. Like, right. it's time to do that. <laughs> yeah. That's something I can do at home. Yeah. yeah. It's just like, it I, really I have uh, maybe, uh, I tricked myself into thinking I could do, I could devote the time to that. Yeah. I don't remember. Oh, I just was like, yeah, I should get a guitar. <laughs> I totally have one. <laughs> um, yeah. So, oh, yeah. Um, so, yeah, that was the, the song thing. Uh, we still got those new shirts. But not for much longer. Yeah, I mean, it's time to kill these shirts. So yeah. in a, I feel like two to three weeks, maybe a few weeks, mm-hmm. these designs are going to be retired, and then they will never be available ever again. In the history of everything. I'm done. Um, done. They will go away. I still want one in the inverted color. I ordered you one. Oh, did you? Okay, yes, cool. I did. Um, I love that. I'm like, oh, please, please. please. <laughs> <laughs> like, we can't just be like, hey, dude, send me. Yeah. Um, so yeah, they're uh, white and blue, the original. White, white and red. red. Inverted uh, design, white ink on black t-shirt. Yeah, so those are the ones available. Um, everyone looks fucking cool in the pictures they've sent us. Did you see the guy in Egypt or whatever? In Egypt in front yeah. of the pyramids? That looked, looked cool. Pretty sweet. Yeah. yeah. Um, so whatever your name was, dude, let's give him a shout out. Why not? People like when that happens. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, you can go. If you, the, the link to the merch... Uh, site is on my Instagram. If you go to Kev- at Kevin G Christie on Instagram, uh, the link to buying the shirts is in in my bio. I believe it's in mine still too. Yeah, you can click on that, and yeah. the, all the choices come up: uh, dude sizes, lady sizes, different color schemes. I don't know what the next design is going to be. They'll, it'll be one. Might Here be we go. A, What's it might be in a circle. So James from North Carolina, his. Uh, his uh, handle is gj underscore ms, and his most recent post is a picture of him chilling in Egypt, man, wearing Pretty an cool. occasionally awesome shirt, uh, and it looks great. So, if you want to know what you would look like standing in front of the um, one of the seven wonders of the ancient world <laughs> <laughs> in our podcast shirt, go over to his Twitter account and you can see what they look like in action. Yeah, They're cool shirts, man. We did it. Ed Templeton took our shirt to Italy also. Oh, that's so right. That's yeah, yeah, yeah. Europe. Yeah. Uh, one of our guests... Let's let's start with his biggest credits. Uh, he was a guest on Occasionally Awesome. Yeah, it's big. And he's a legendary pro skater. In that order. Those so are his He's going to be in the new Dread, in a new Dread Apatow movie. Oh, that's awesome. Playing an old skater. Dude, that's the greatest. <laughs> that's so cool. Yeah. 
Um, all right, so there was that. A um, couple of you guys came out to those Vegas shows I did, which is the um, subject of this episode. But, um, uh, Vegas, I guess, right. <laughs> in a large scheme. So thank you for that. Uh, this weekend, I'll be at the LOL Comedy Club in San Antonio. Uh, come out to those shows. Beginning of September, um, Denver Comedy Works. I've never been to that club. I keep hearing it's awesome. Come to one of those shows. September 3rd, 4th, 5th, Denver Comedy Works. Fuck with it. Uh, way later, Halloween weekend, uh, San Francisco Punchline. Always happy to do that club. Best club in America, as far as I'm concerned. Um, I love it there. This Wednesday. What are you doing this Wednesday, Kevin? I will be doing the workshop show at the world-famous comedy store Belly Room. That's right. I'm go up there, basically take my dick out, and bomb for 10 minutes. Yep. On some new shit. Yep. So come watch <laughs> me be humanized. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's once a month, you guys. I run, I host this show at the comedy store called The Workshop Show. Um, it's a bunch of comics funny funny guys doing brand brand new material yeah um and look this is going to be our third one the first two went great like the crowds it was packed they were in a good mood everyone did new stuff yep people did well you know some jokes didn't land whatever that's how it goes uh but everyone had a good time because they know that's what they're in for you know like fresh new shit um it's fun so this lineup uh let me read it to you right quick it is uh me i'm hosting Kevin, you're on it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, one of the... Uh, I always start the show with an employee. Um, so Hor- Hormoz Rashidi is opening the show. He's a funny dude. Uh, Mr. Bobby Lee, he's on it, doing brand new stuff. Uh, the very funny Nick Thune. Guy's great. Yep. Uh, he will be there. And Mr... Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, we just added Jason Tebow, who's just uh, fresh, fresh back in town. So... New, new to town again. Uh, new material from him. Uh, we'll see what he's got to talk about. Uh, Tebow's fucking great. One of my, one of my closest friends. Uh, and then Mr. Joe Rogan, everybody. Joe will be closing the Heard show. Of him. Um, always fun to watch him work on new stuff, man. Because you see like these huge bits start to form, and then a month later, you're like, holy shit. Yeah. Um, yeah, he's great. So that's the lineup. That's an awesome show. Uh, that's this Wednesday, 8 p.m., Comedy Store Belly Room. Uh, tickets are on the website. I tweeted about it, I think, yesterday. Um, so there's a link there, too. So come on out to that. That would be great. Yeah. I think that's it. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I just, last night, at 3 a.m., two thir- no, 2.30, I couldn't have left Vegas fast enough. <laughs> like, I said... <laughs> I said bye to the host before the show started. Right. Because I'm like, when we exchange microphones, right. I will probably be at the state line by the time you go, that was Nick Youssef. Keep it going. for Like, that's how quickly I will be leaving Vegas. Did you lightly jog out of the venue? <laughs> I power walked. <laughs> See, jogging's impossible in Vegas in a casino because everybody walks around like a fucking asshole. I feel like, okay, I, I feel like we should break this into, we should go back and forth. Okay. Because you were there a long I time. was there for five months. <laughs> oh, no, wait, five days. You no, were no, there wait. a long time. 
I feel like we should break it into <laughs> things you discovered you like and then things you hate like hated. Yeah, that's what I was gonna do. New hatred. Okay. Yeah. The so thing fuck the fuck Vegas section and then the It seems like you're starting with a hate thing yes. right away the way people walk. Yeah. Because you have to deal with that every every time you're not in your room, you have to deal with that. Right. So that's like a big thing. I mean, okay. Let's start with this. Las Vegas is America's cultural trash can. Yeah. I believe that from from the get. So now you definitely know where I'm coming from. Yeah. And I've learned to specify over the days I was there that when I say Las Vegas, I mean the Las Vegas Strip. Right. I don't mean the entire city. Right. Because there is, as it turns out, a lot of it around the strip. Yeah. There's suburbs and, you know, it's, it's a city. There are lots of people that live there who live normal, non-Vegas lives. I liken it, I guess, to how when people think you live in L.A., that means you live in Hollywood and you're surrounded by actors and everything's about acting, acting, acting. Right. When in reality, there's, you know, seven different L.A.s. There's a lot of suburbs, and there's people that never, ever interact with an actor. They walk into Starbucks. No one's writing a screenplay, blah, 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 blah. Right. So Vegas has that, too, on a smaller scale because L.A. is just huge. Um, so when I am saying fuck Las Vegas, I am specifically talking about the Las Vegas Strip, uh, which at one point Satan heard my prayers and set part of it on fire. That fire was crazy looking. Yeah. It really was. Because right. the night before, I was like, I hope Vegas sinks into hell. I tweeted something about it. <laughs> um, and then the next day, the Cosmopolitan pool was on fire. And I was like, Satan? Had it? Did they figure out why that fire started? I feel like it was just some, probably someone threw a cigarette into a fucking palm You're gonna tree. you have to repave that cement because burn, you can't wash burn out of cement. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, really. Yeah, I mean, that for them, it would be like they'll have that yeah. done in three that days. That fire looked insane. Yeah, I think it was so dark because... The palm trees that caught fire were plastic. Oh, yeah, that the makes plastic sense. burns, like, it smells horrible, yeah. and it burns super black. Like, when tires are on fire, it looks yeah, like... anything it, toxic burns super black. Yeah, it looked like a tire fire. Yeah. That's um, how you can tell a fire has been, is now out, is the smoke turns white. Right. Yeah. Um, so, so, yeah, I mean, the way that people fucking walk, and it's like, everyone... It's the most disgusting parts of America to me Yeah, are in Vegas all at one time. Right. It's just disgusting, slobby, <laughs> greedy, yeah. gross people. Loud. Loud, selfish. Yeah. Just like that. That's what the, the way that the way they walk thing bugs me because it, you'll be walking down a walkway in between, you know, where the slot machines are. That's where you walk. And yeah. people would just abruptly stop and start talking or point at things and i get that it's touristy but like look around you there are fucking people trying to move yeah. everyone has those like 90 ounce fucking yeah, plastic a margarita shaped glass with a tube attached to it yeah a cylinder it yeah looks- whatever the fuck that thing is called yeah. every other person has one of those the amount of people that were like physically injured and still in vegas <laughs> <laughs> made me want to vomit on their fucking cast. Right. Okay, there was like the countless people with canes who weren't old just <laughs> limping around. Yeah. There were people that just had weird limps that yeah. just didn't couldn't walk properly. There were people that were so overweight. Yeah. You're like, "What are you doing here?" Yeah. 
You're just here filling your face with more you, it, of this yeah, food. Yeah, you should be near no place that has buffets. It's just fried food and buffets. Yeah. There was a lady with a full-on neck brace playing craps. Oh, yeah. You've, I'm I've, like... That's a classic look in Vegas. How badly do you need to gamble? It's like, wait till you heal. People in wheelchairs that don't need them. Yeah. I mean, it was just fucking disgusting yeah like the desperation to be like i need to go to this place to maybe win a lot of money. you're not you're gonna lose your money i've always felt that there's something about it where it's like it's 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 like the it's a person's last chance at success they have no business actually getting financial success where it's like in their head you can fail your whole life you can do nothing but make the wrong decision and be a fuck up but you're like, if I catch a hot weekend in Vegas, I'm going to leave a millionaire. Yeah, it's not even like necessarily that I'm going to be rich, but it's like this illusion that you're special for being at that hotel, at that pool, at that restaurant. Because everything has this sort of like, there's like, even if it's not actual VIP, it has this like VIP quality to yeah. it, you know, where it's like, if you stay here, you're one of the elite. Even if it's at like, you know, a Harrah's or a Flamingo or the Cosmopolitan or the Wynn, they yeah. all have that thing about them where, like, they they almost want to make you feel like they've personalized it to where, like, hey, you're the star this weekend. Or you're, like... You and your Vegas trip. You hear people, and they say where they stay like it's a... Uh, like it was a, a talent. Like, we always do the Wynn. Or, like, we yeah, we do the Flamingo. And it's, like, yeah. it makes it seem like that's, like, a talent... Or they can, yeah, or they you had like a special sort of like because when you sign up for like I, I was eating at the Paris, there was like a little restaurant there, and uh, and they're like, "What can I get you something to drink?" Blah blah blah. Oh, here I'll have that. I'll order the sandwich. Uh, are you a part of the Players Club? No. It's like yeah, they have the, the every yeah. every casino has that like become a part of this special thing that we're trying to make it sound like not a lot of people can get in on. Yeah. But hey, guess what? If you're a human and you have a debit card, yeah. you can be a part of literally any one of these things. Yeah. There's the diamond resort check-in lounge. <laughs> well, how do you be how do you get into the the, the seven diamond special VIP thing? Oh, just uh, put money into that slot machine. Yeah. Just can't just give us your money. And then we'll pretend that you're special for a while. So people buy into that garbage, which is why the old saying, you know, like you, no one wins in Vegas. That's why they have all these huge buildings. Yeah. Like if you actually went there and you were getting away with something, it wouldn't look the way it looks. Look at the average. At one point, my my dad went to Vegas a lot because my 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 stepmom's mother lived in Vegas. So my stepmom would go out. They would go to visit her a lot. And my stepmom likes to gamble. Uh-huh. So my dad would go to Vegas a lot, you know, several times a year. And he said, like, there's something I think the ratio is every per- the, the average loss, you lose about 20% of the money you gamble. So every person, very few people actually make a profit. Is right. Every person loses about 20%. Uh-huh. So if you came and you were going to gamble 1000 you lose about 200 bucks. And that's just the average. So, like, everyone who goes there basically loses. Yeah, you're always paying to be in Vegas. Yeah, and you almost, like, fact... My, my dad used to always say, he's like, yeah, I just factored... That's my entertainment cost. It's yeah, like that's... I find it reasonably... He's, he found it fun to play blackjack. He's like, yeah, I, I factor in, I'll lose about 200 bucks right. when I go. 
That's what's fun. my my best friend and I always have this argument because he thinks Vegas is fun. He's like, no, it's just in what you do and this and that. And I was like, yeah, the most fun thing about the most fun way to enjoy Vegas is for me to stop at Palm Springs and then stay there. <laughs> That's the best way to enjoy it. Because it's Vegas without all the Vegas. I just went to Palm Springs and I didn't really get it. What did you do there? I did what you're supposed to in Palm Springs. I sat around. Okay. <laughs> but what... No, I mean, you went for like an event or just to get it away? Was, it was my girlfriend's friend's birthday. Okay. She rented like a... I guess I would call it a villa. Like one of those like compounds with like lots of... It's like a large house with like little surrounding houses. Mm-hmm. And there's a pool. So it wasn't like in a hotel or whatever. No. Okay. Sat around. Yeah. I did go to that ice cream place on the way back where the date shakes. Oh, which what's that called? It's by the dinosaur thing. It's like... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I forget what it's called. It's just past the dinosaur place, like maybe a mile. And they have uh, shakes. Are they good? Yeah. Okay, I gotta try Date one. Date banana flavor shake. Ooh. It was real good. Um, did you go to the Cabazon outlet malls? No. Those are cool. Yeah. I was kind of in a hurry to get back and it was raining. It oh. rained the whole time I was there. Oh, well, that's why it wasn't. I kind of liked it. Really? Because it was well, hot desert rain. Yeah. Yeah. Hot desert rain is kick ass. Yeah, it's way better than cold winter rain. Yeah, when it's hot and raining, you don't mind it at all. Yeah, because you can almost even go outside. Yeah. And, and I, like, you yeah. can't gamble there, right? No, well, they have the Morongo Casino like 20 minutes away. Okay. Uh, but I mean, I've literally never set foot in there. Right. But I mean, Palm Springs is good because I mean, if you're like an outdoors, like the heat person, then it's cool. But like, there's something about the desert for me that like kind of centers me and makes me yeah, calm. You love the desert. It's That's the how best. I feel in the forest. Okay, yeah, yeah. I'm I like that too. Right. Like, if you stick me in the middle of a forest, I'm like, I don't feel that way in the desert. I feel that way in the forest. Yeah, it's it's great out there. But yeah, so it's like Vegas minus all the loud, obnoxious. I mean, there are, I think, weekends in Palm Springs that kind of can get... Because a lot, it's like a gay party destination. The Dinosaur is a hot one. The what? There's a Dinosaur golf tournament that is a has turned into a huge... Like, it's a huge, mm-hmm. huge weekend. And then lots of people go up there. Turns into a fuck fest. Oh, wow. I remember yeah. once with an ex-girlfriend, we went to... Vegas, not Vegas, Palm Springs for a weekend. And we got there on the the last day of this. It was like a gay black Latino weekend. Like it was that specific. <laughs> really? To black and... So we, we, we went to like, we went to the downtown area to eat lunch. And then we like went to check in at this uh, restaurant, like at the, the front. And we're looking around and we're like, seems... Very like specific. A very specific looking, <laughs> but we couldn't place it. And we're like, why is it so busy? And why is it so unique looking? And they're like, oh, well, it's the, and then it had some weird name to it. I'm like, yeah. that's the most specific weekend. I didn't, I went, uh, one of the, the night I was there, I went downtown to eat at a restaurant. I didn't love the downtown. To me, it seems like the thing in Palm Springs is all just the hotels. Yeah. You go to different hotels, but like just that downtown strip to me felt kind of like, Santa Barbara State Street or like yeah. San Diego kind of. It was just seemed like really drunk and kind of like messy. And, oh. and I mean, if it's like a busy weekend, I guess people are drunk. I think drunk. every week, that's what someone was saying. They're like, oh, there's not really an off season anymore. Palm Springs has gotten really popular, I think. And so like, you know, July used to be like kind of the off season because it's so hot. Yeah. But it was packed. 
Well, I mean, if you go, like, that's why I never go on a Friday or Saturday. Right. I go, like, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Monday, Tuesday, Sunday, whatever. Does so everything kind of close early on weekdays? Um, I mean, not like, I don't know how how early early is, but maybe, like, seven, eight, nine, or something like that. But, like, okay. dude, when I go there, it's like, there's no one really there. Right. Like, the right. downtown area is quiet and empty, and it's just, like... It's there's like something quaint about it, you yeah. Know? So it's like you just walk around these like kind of corny little shops, and there's a couple of the good ice cream place down there. See, that's kind of what I was hoping for, but it was so crowded. I think if I went back to do it again, I would want to do like a weekday. Oh yeah, yeah, like that. Yeah, go on a Sunday or Monday, and it's yeah. like it's perfect. Okay. Because yeah, I don't go there to for any loud sort of like party. What I want the opposite. Although of to that. be honest, this Black Latino Gay Weekend sounds like it'd be fun as fucking hell. I mean, they seem like they were having the time of their lives. Yeah. just eating brunch on a Sunday afternoon. I bet you that is a kind of fun yeah. that is rare in the world. Yeah, no one looked like they were having more fun eating eggs. Yeah, <laughs> than all these guys. I was like, this is the coolest brunch spot we in the were, world. Uh, at some friends of mine from uh, uh, Helena and Annalie from Masters of Sex came to the st- comedy store on Saturday to watch me. Uh-huh. And then Annalie brought a friend whose credit card got mixed up with uh, a girl's credit card, so we had to go. And they went to like the Abbey, so we had to drive and meet them to exchange cards at like uh-huh. one in the morning on Saturday. At the corner of Santa Monica and San Vicente. Yeah. And my friend Annalie comes to the door to get the car. She goes, oh, my God, there's so much gay magic happening right now. Right, right. <laughs> like, they've got fun pretty much handled. Yeah. <laughs> they're I really, mean, they're, yeah. They're, at this point, they might be better at having fun than other people. Yeah, I would say so. Like, just driving down Santa Monica on a Saturday, at one intersection, we looked. I looked in a bar, and there was, like, a really ripped up dude go-go dancing on the bar. And it was in... It, he looked like he was just... I've always looked at... When I look at go-go dancers, it, like female ones, it, you feel kind of bummer. You're like, eh. They look like like they're not having as much fun. This guy looked like he was just about having the time of his life. Yeah. Like it, like he would dance... I mean, they've got partying. Like, they, they've have Like, I've gone to a couple uh, Hollywood Bowl picnics that were kind of organized by, like, a few gay dudes. Mm-hmm. So it'll be this potluck. They bring your own whatever... And then like 20, 30 people will show up and you're eating the best food you've <laughs> yeah. ever had in your entire yeah, life. quality of life's pretty good. <laughs> I mean, like I'm always like, uh, I, I never want to attend a wedding, but now that you can get gay married everywhere, yeah. I will start going to those weddings exclusively because the yeah. food's going to be unfucking believable Really good DJ. And it's just going to be the best atmosphere in the world. Great vibe. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Those weddings, I'll be like, uh, RSVP, can I bring two people? Straight wedding, you're almost like, God, Boring. hey, when's the divorce? Yeah, boo. But a, a gay wedding, you're like, fuck yeah. Yeah. This is fun. This and is a like, party. And, and triumphant. Their divorce will be a party. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. Sorry. So, so, yeah, Palm Springs is like uh, Vegas minus all that crap. But like, um, so... I'm doing shows there all week. At so I'm staying at Harrah's and the Improv is at Harrah's too. So you're like it's a two minute walk from your room to the club. So you're right. kind of like right there. Uh, so I didn't really have to kind of walk too far and go through giant crowds and shit like that. But it's like you gotta you know leave the fucking casino every once in a while. Get some like actual fresh air as fresh as it can be on the wow. Las Vegas Strip. How hot was it? It's July. I mean, it was like 104, 106 every day. Okay. But I mean, that's, uh, I'm fine. That's with that. bad, but it's not like, that's not unworkable. I mean, when you're walking around in, in clothes on the strip, <laughs> yeah. it's like pretty, it can yeah. be kind of uncomfortable. But like, I started every day 
I was probably the only person in Vegas who, and I considered opening every show with like, with like, how's it going, Vegas? Who's spending all night in their room reading literary classics and going to bed before midnight? <laughs> Fuck yeah! <laughs> I didn't do it, but <laughs> I wanted to. Because that's literally what my, I was, I would be in bed by 12, 1230. Right. Um, trying to read over the sound of, in between Harrah's and this new casino called The Link, there's like a walkway and in that walkway is a giant outdoor venue, bar venue kind of thing. And there's always a band or just music coming out of the speakers. And it's probably the same 11 pop songs right. playing over yeah. and over and over Fuck. from about 10 a.m. till 3 in the morning. Ugh. So I'm trying to go to bed, and I'm and it, the music sounds like it's coming from directly outside your balcony window, and it's like the same Pharrell song, the same two Lady Gaga songs, yeah, and then a few other songs that you know you've heard, walking into a supermarket or whatever, just on repeat every day for five days, and I didn't want to put on headphones and listen to music and like read and stuff because then I would like I won't hear my alarm in the morning to wake up, and I don't want to like sleep in, so I was just like learn to ignore it. This is going to be. An exercise in patience. Is there a hotel gym? There is, yeah. Every morning. So every morning I was up at 8 a.m. And then they feed you there. So I'd go down and get get breakfast, go work out, and then go sit out by the pool for two hours and like read. Right. And it was like such a great way to start the day. So I was like, I needed to like have some kind of formula. Right. To not lose my fucking mind. Yeah. Yeah. So... So I developed this like kind of like on the way there and maybe like day one. I'm like, how am I going to survive in this city? I can't be on the strip because I'm just going to walk around hating everything right. and everyone because it's the worst people ever are all here all at once yeah. being loud and stupid. And uh, I was like getting grossed out by cigarettes after a few days and I fucking smoke. <laughs> like the smell was like, oh man, I like you, you get you crave fresh air yeah when you're in those casinos they do a pretty good job of like not making you smell the cigarette smoke because the, yeah, the it's ventilation pretty well circulated but you still kind of do it smells even your room no matter even if you're in a non-smoker it's like someone has smoked in here yeah or it's just like it smells on you or you yeah. just like it just doesn't leave your brain or something but the air doesn't smell normal no. it just doesn't smell exactly like cigarettes every person you walk by has alcohol in their brain and it's like yeah. You forget what real life feels like. Yeah. <laughs> but so what I did was, I was like, I got to get up every day and do this. Go to the gym, feel good, eat, and then sit out by the pool, and it'll be like fucking hot as shit, and the sun will feel good on you. It'll, th- that'll be a great way to start today. Then the most important part is get the fuck out of the Las Vegas Strip until 15 minutes before showtime. Right. That was the plan, and that was the only way I was going to be able to handle five and a half days there. So yeah, did you still have like you have at least eight to ten hours a day to kill. You yeah, can't so, do that in the same casino every day. You'll go nuts. Well, I had let's say I woke up at eight every day and then by the time I ate breakfast, went to the gym and finished the pool, it was like one. Ugh. And then I would go upstairs, take a shower, change. So let's say one thirty two I was like ready to leave the strip. So that gives me between two and eight. That's six hours. Yeah. And that's like you can do shit every day off strip for six hours and then come back. And then I would just do the show. One show every night, two shows Friday, Saturday. Um, 
and then you're like back in your room maybe eat something after and then yeah you're back in your room so i was like able to like figure it out so i just kind of looked around i was like there's got to be an area in vegas where you know the cool stuff is or just the non-vegas like stuff is downtown is like that's the area that's like their old town what used to be vegas when you were watching casino right you know all those places so they have apparently like revitalized the the district they've they put a lot of money into it and like parts of it look nicer they're just trying to gentrify it get get all the fucking crackheads and and homeless and weirdos because it can be super sketchy there yeah at night or it, it used to be i used to always tell people this story where i was there years back when i was playing the palms whenever that show was around yeah. court court show um so a friend of mine lived out there at the time and she was like yeah we got to get the hell out of the strip i'll show you like the cool parts of vegas like downtown a free monster like, yeah yeah so let's do that so we she lived there so she was kind of used to it all so we're driving down they have a beauty bar out there like the one they have on yeah. Cuenga and san francisco so we go there and she parks on a dark street with no street lights no people and it looked almost industrialish there was just no like built like actual businesses it was just kind of dark and empty and i was like this is where we're parking she's like yeah yeah it's a big deal i'm like are you sure she's like yeah and i'm like a little all right so we parked four blocks from where we're supposed to go and she's like, yeah we'll just walk it's it's better than looking for parking we get two blocks in and there's this dude standing on the street corner going back and forth from one side to the other and looking around the entire time and i was like well there's no way this guy yeah. is playing this isn't good hall monitor he's yeah. not probably going to help anyone so we're getting close to him and then he comes back over to our side and as we're walking by he goes hey uh you, come, come here real fast you guys got the time and it's like before smartphones kind of yeah. like so it's you know and i go no man and and i we turn the corner and then out of the corner of my ear as we're turning he just goes smart move and I was like, oh, <laughs> and you just feel that go up your fucking back. Ugh. Like you heard yeah. the guy while you weren't even facing him go smart move not to stop. Yeah. And the way, but the way he said it just like got into my fucking head for the rest of the night. And I was just like, we can't go back that way. <laughs> or we got to at least be in this bar for a couple Ugh. hours until that fucking dude's gone. Because he looked kind of menacing. Yeah. And the fact that he was like, smart move, because I was going to fucking mug your asses. <laughs> yeah. So it's kind of like that there. And it was just like weird. But now it's gotten better. Um, and then I found a couple cool coffee places to go to. So like you could just fucking escape into a place that felt like you could have been in any cool coffee shop in any city, you know? Yeah. Just hang out there. And the coffee was good. There's a place on Main Street. When you went to those places that were cool, because on your Instagram, I noticed you went to like the same coffee place a, a few times. Oh, yeah. When I found that one that had like those awesome drinks. And the environment there was cool. So I just made that my afternoon place Was to it busy with like what you would consider like more normal people? Oh, yeah, yeah. Like when I was sitting in there, I felt like I might as well have been in like Silver Lake or downtown. Okay. Like the, the layout of the place was very like modern and sleek and cool. Like all these shared communal tables with right. like trees coming out of them on the inside, and just f- graphic designer looking dudes with their with their yeah. you know MacBook Pros sitting what there. The working. hell do those people do for a living? I have no idea. That's what I wonder. What is the? I know someone I went to high school or actually no junior junior high uh, with lives out there now, and works in computers. 
I would imagine there is a lot of work in computer stuff because the the amount of like website shit that all these casinos need and all the various mm-hmm. things that are provided in Vegas, they probably need a lot of design and yeah. a lot of like web upkeep. And there's probably lots of work for because everything's you know basically computerized now. All the rooms and there, there's probably right. and the security and all that shit. Yeah, there's definitely like an industry around all the things that yeah. the Vegas Strip needs. But there are people out there that don't really... Like, there's, like, a coffee culture there now. There's, like, vintage stores. There's, yeah. like, other stuff that has kind of nothing to do with that. So... But, yeah, when I found that one place called Public Us, I don't even know what that name means, but... Right. Yeah, public and then U.S., but in the same word. Pub- Publicus. 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 I don't know. Guys. The name was a little, but there, are, it was it was awesome. Yeah. The place was super cool. They had good food. They had one of the best roast beef sandwiches I've had in forever. Uh-huh. Um, and their coffee is great. They have like good, I think they roast their own coffee, but they have a an old fashioned, like that you would get at a bar with whiskey and bitters and whatever the fuck else. And orange zest, whatever goes into an old fashioned. But instead of whiskey, it's espresso. Oh. And he told and he told me like, yeah, we have the specialty because I went in there like a couple. I mean, by the end of the week, they knew me by name, right? And they're like, you want the usual? Like, <laughs> like, I've only been there, you know, a few days. Um, and I brought the MC with us too. I was like, oh, dude, you have to try because he's like a drinker, right? And I was like, do you like old fashions? He's like, that's one of my favorite drinks. I'm like, we're going to this place tomorrow, and you're gonna have the coffee version of it. He's right. like, they have that, so. Who's a cool dude, Joe Dosh? Do you know him? I know that name. He he does a roast battle a lot. Yeah. He's won a few of those. Yeah. Nice guy. He's super cool. Okay. So like we hung out like a couple days, um, and he was like, "I'm so glad you know you're here this week instead of like one of these like older comics who doesn't want to do anything." He's like, "I didn't right. know this was here. That was there." So I took him to the Pinball Hall of Fame. Great. Which is, if you're in your 30s <laughs> and you went to arcades growing up. Your inner child is going to Bleh. blow a load, yeah, all over that fucking place, right? With happiness, fuck every pinball game you can imagine. Yeah, there was a whole row, a whole aisle of just pinball games from the nineteen like fifties and sixties. They got Metallica one. They had Metallica. Yeah, there was an ACDC. Yeah, there was Medieval Madness, which Ooh. is the all-time greatest pinball game in the world. Ooh. And I strongly considered canceling the show that day, so <laughs> I could just stay there and play it for hours and hours and hours. Seventy-five cents a game, which I a little high could have seen. Well, it used to be fifty cents okay. back in the nineties, right? So they could have easily charged a dollar or more. Yeah, but I also heard uh, he donates. The owner donates a lot of the money. Uh, to charity okay that goes into that place um so yeah one row of just classic 50s 60s like super basic looking but beautiful looking pinball games that like they had simple names like baseball right soccer you know and then (laughs) it would be like this simple (laughs) fun yeah yeah (laughs) um so yeah we just walked around there like playing a bunch of like old games they had some regular video games too yeah and everything's like pretty cheap quarter nothing is probably over a dollar so and it's air conditioned to shit so you could spend a couple hours that's somewhere you could go probably two or three times yeah and continue to find new shit to play because it's it's so big and they have so fucking much yeah they had this i I posted a video of it to instagram where it was like this old uh viewfinder 
game. I guess it's not really a game, but you put a quarter in and then you put your head in this little viewfinder and you watch a boxing match that is like on like flip cards. Oh wow. But th- when you're looking into it, it looks like the way it's, the cards are lit on the inside looks almost like a movie screen. Ooh. Like look at it on look at the video on my Instagram. It's, okay. The way it's lit, it's like it doesn't just look like someone's holding a bunch of cards, yeah. but you watch a whole entire boxing match. It's it's 15 seconds on the Instagram, but okay. the whole thing was like a minute or more. Whoa. But it was made in like 1913 or some shit. And this huh. guy had it, restored it, and it, you could just walk up, put a quarter, and watch a whole thing. You'd hope that enough people go to Vegas and look for that stuff so that stuff can exist. I feel like, I mean, if I was able to find all that stuff without like, I mean, granted, I do this in like every city I go to, so I've like yeah. gotten better and more efficient at it, but... It's not that hard. That stuff must be the sanctuary of the normal people that live there. Yeah, I think things like that probably are. And I'm sure there were similar things. Or the more I thought about it, the more I talked to people out there that just live off the strip, like most of them are like, yeah, man, like we we never go to the strip. Like it's not even a thing we think of doing. Really? Like we don't, like I met this one girl who was like, I just, I can't remember the last time I was down there. Yeah. I don't really go. There's no reason to go there. Like we do, if I want to go out drinking or whatever, it's like we go to down the downtown area. There's like cool divey bars. Right. It's all locals. She's like, I don't, she's like, when I, when I meet guys on Tinder, she's just like, it's either locals that like you kind of know, or all these like fucking tourists that are like kind of my hotel room, come hang out on the strip. Right. And then she's just like, you just learn to like ignore it after a while. Right. It's like when you meet people that have lived in L.A. long enough, how many of them hang out on the Sunset Strip? Yeah, it's where you would never. I mean, especially in these neighborhoods. People are like... Yeah, if someone's like, hey, I'm having a birthday party at Saddle Ranch, you'd be like, I don't... Yeah, I don't even... What do you mean? I don't even remember where that is. You're like, I don't know what you're saying right now. Like, if I didn't work the comedy store, I would never, yeah. ever, ever have any reason to yeah. go to the Sunset Strip. Yeah. I mean, just the, and it's kind of like that with with locals and and the Vegas Strip. I guess it's just hard. I, I because I've never gone there and looked for that stuff. I have no sense of any other like what restaurants do you guys go to and yeah. like where do you where do you work? Where are the buildings in which you work and like where right. where and then where do you live and what do those neighborhoods look like and do they have their own little like main streets in these little neighborhoods? Or it's all like there's like a bunch of suburbs out there and then in that are you know little strip malls with cool little coffee shops like yeah. that or a me- the the local Mexican restaurant. You know, people, oh, I love getting tacos at Roberto's or whatever. Yeah. Like they, like any other suburb in America, like they have that stuff there because yeah. there's people that live there and then they eventually go like i'm not going to the strip to eat lunch every day like that's not well it'd be way too hard you get it take you 20 minutes to park you walk oh, yeah literally a mile and a half from the parking lot for any casino yeah granted you're indoors you still have to walk for 20 minutes yeah there's no easy way to do anything and uh. everything is overpriced yeah like there was a place that was like a kind of deli marketplace thing where it's like you go to one area and there's pizza and then you like go to the next little section and you can get deli sandwiches. And I was like, oh, it's a perfect thing. I want like an Italian combo sandwich and that'll be a great like lunch to have. A regular, not even a foot long sandwich with barely anything on it was $14. I don't remember when the switch was, but the whole reason when I was a kid, like one of the main, like secondary to gambling, 
the whole reason people liked Vegas was the food was cheap. That was the whole well, thing. Th- that's still there at the shitty places. I even last few times I've been there, you go to like a buffet because you don't have a choice because <laughs> it's one thirty in the morning. So you go to one of those big eating areas, and it was always like it's kind not expensive, but just like why is this fifteen bucks? You're like I could go to like a normal restaurant for that. Like it, the whole thing was like, oh well. The great thing about Vegas is you wa- you gamble and then you walk into a casino, you give them three dollars. Well, you here's eat the for difference now, though. It's that all those old places on the Strip were demolished and yeah. replaced with brand new things. It just so seemed- there was like a place next to Harrah's. I think it used to be like O'Shea's or whatever the fuck it was called, like right. some old hotel casino, and it was like known as like a divey shithole where. Everything was cheap. Drinks were cheap. Food, food was cheap. Yeah. But then the second they start underperforming, they implode the place and then put something else up, which right. in this case is a place called The Link, L-I-N-Q. Well, they make... I know... I've been told Vegas, they make their money off hotel rooms. The gambling isn't actually... Like, the actual profit comes mostly from hotel rooms. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know whether that's... Which I have... I don't, that seems unsustainable. <laughs> or yeah. it seems weird because there's million, so many hotel rooms. There are. And a lot of them, like, at the older hotels, like, they're all they're practically giving them away. Yeah. But... And there was a lot of, like... Yeah, you see a lot of deals. Especially with, like... You know, there's always those strip club people on the street. Yeah. Like, strip club, strip club, girls, girls. So, this week was, like... And maybe because I was there for like a few days and I could just heard more of it. But like normally you just hear them go strip club, strip club, and they'll tap the ticket, you know, and make yeah. that noise. But this one was like there were way more people doing it. And the deals were like sounded too good to be true where they would go. There was one guy that was like free limo there and back. Yeah. Uh, your first two drinks free. Yeah. Free lap dance. No cover. And I was like, Dude. and I heard a few different people make that same offer. And I'm like, how bad is the strip club industry doing out here? To or where- it must be like, that was the week there were no conventions. I mean, I get, but it was very busy in Vegas. And when you go to Vegas, there's one of three things you do. You eat at a buffet, yeah. you gamble, and then you go to strip clubs. That's those are like the three big. I think things. a lot of the strip club business comes from like a lot of the big conventions. I mean, probably, but the last time I was there, there was no like. I mean, I guess maybe there's always a convention. It's hard to tell if yeah. there is or isn't because there's so many fucking hotels and there's so many people. Right. It's hard to tell. There's probably always some kind of convention. My uncle, who lives on the East Coast, works in some like comp- not computer, cell phone sort of whatever industry. Um. And he goes to conventions out there all the time because they're like, there's right. a huge work conference. Vegas is the cheapest, most efficient place to do it because they have the convention halls everywhere. Right. Hotel rooms can be cheap. So there's always that kind of shit going on there. Yeah. You know, my, my best friend's mom would go out to work conferences there. They just, they just, that's where they have them. Yeah. No, they're like easier. The older hotels or the off-strip ones, it's like rooms are $30. Yeah. Before the Riviera was, was shut down. I, I stayed at a room there. We went Sarah Tiana had this like, huge birthday thing like five years ago or whatever. We right. rented a huge fucking, or she did. She got like this huge uh, party bus thing that drove us all the way out there. And we drank the whole way and then got rooms and stayed the night and then drove back the next day. Every room was like $24. Yeah. And I didn't, we didn't even like, stay in the rooms. It was just like a place for a I shit. I think the way you get those deals now is becoming part of those like clubs. 
Because then you get all these emails. For like, I was part of one for a minute, and I would get these emails. They'd be like fifteen dollars a night to stay at Caesar's Palace, but it was just mm-hmm. those were the deals you got, like in whatever is considered their off season, right? When no one's going or whatever. Yeah, I mean, if you gamble there too, it's like you get they give you free rooms and they yeah. give you shit because they want you to come back and. Because it's not free. You're you're gambling. No, well, you're they paying tra- for it. They keep track of how much. Like if you sit down at a blackjack table, you hand them that card. They put it in the thing. Yeah, they calculate all the money you're using. And if you and spend enough like, money, okay, they go, "Oh, here's a, some yeah. more money, or here's some free rooms, and you come back and do a, this again." Yeah, you sat at a twenty-five dollar table for four hours. They have like a metric. Yeah, and they make you think that you're getting a free room or out of it, but it's like you paid for that room. By putting money into the slot machine. That yeah. was you swiping a debit card or a yeah. credit card. It was you spending $50 yeah. in the slots and then losing 150 at the blackjack table. But you spread it out over four or five days or however long you go to Vegas. It doesn't feel like it, but you no. are... And then the money you spend eating food or buying $14 cigarettes or a $5 bottle of water or whatever other marked up bullshit. Yeah. Then... After a while, you go, oh, yeah, nothing is free here. No. Even the drinks, when you're gambling, it's the drinks are free. They'll yeah. go, what can I get? And then you tip them, you know, a dollar or two per drink. But it all kind of evens out, and you end yeah. up coming, you know, you're, you end up under. Oh, parking's free. This is free. None of it's free. I don't, I mean, I've never gotten stuck. The, the longest I was ever there for, I was there for four days once, wor- but I was working. Yeah. That was the long, and that was too long any any more two days is is two days and it starts to get bummer and when i say two days i mean day one is you're driving there and you get there at 2 p.m 3 p.m check in hang out by the pool have dinner maybe go see a show that's something that wouldn't be awful to do that there's a lot of like cool shows i guess my problem is i do kind of like gambling i like i find playing blackjack kind of fun uh-huh. so if i'm there more than two days i've started to lose money that starts to matter where it's like on by the end of day two i'm like all right i've lost 700 bucks oh yeah that's crazy this is sort of a bummer now like i don't have i'm not again i spent zero dollars and zero cents on yeah, gambling i'm not into it and i don't have the money to do it i, so I find just blackjack it. fun to play it is and but so it's not I, when you don't have money yeah. <laughs> you know like my I friend done it in years. My friend go and we, he's the one I always argue with. Like he's like, no, Vegas isn't that bad. I'm like, it's a cultural wasteland. <laughs> and he goes, no, you just go find the right shit to do. I'm like, like what? And he'll be like, there's good restaurants. They have those in L. A. Literally the same ones. They started here yeah. and then they opened versions there. Yeah. And you go to a spa, whatever. They have those here. They have those in Palm Springs. They yeah. have those in Santa Barbara. They have those in Ojai. They have those <laughs> in countless places. Right. You can go see shows. I'm like, I guess there's some Cirque du Soleil shows. Fine. Yeah. For $150 a tip, whatever the fuck. That's not a reason to go there. Wait, wait once ever? Yeah. Great. I saw a Cirque show. Cool. Done. <laughs> Over. Bye. I'm like, what else? Gambling, spending way too much money on literally everything. So we're always arguing. And... He was out there and he had like a free a free room at one of the hotels because he spent a bunch of money there. And then he went back and like he was like, you know, gambling and spent a bunch of money. And he was like, I allotted myself this much money to gamble. It's like money I won't, you know, miss if I lose it and stuff. And it's the same friend. And I, gotta, I haven't even brought this up to him, but I will. He gives me shit. For buying like a pair of raw denim right. that costs more than whatever 
40 50 dollar levi's and goes i can't understand how you justify that i'm like the quality's better yeah they last forever they look amazing and i'm like wait a minute you'll drop hundreds of dollars yeah. on gambling for like a couple of days that you'll never see again yeah i'm putting it into something i'm gonna wear almost every day for years yeah and i'm wasting my money yeah fuck you <laughs> is what i'm gonna tell him the second we're done with this podcast <laughs> when i call him and go i just thought of something you yeah. motherfucker yeah I, don't, I can't understand that lifestyle but so i just made it a point to like find other shit to do pinball hall of fame fucking awesome if you go to vegas go do that it's like Eight to ten minute drive off the strip. Also, if you go to Vegas and you're not a huge Vegas person, take a car. Drive, make the four hour drive instead of like the forty five minute flight, because then you will have an escape pod. I like the drive. The drive's cool. Yeah. So I went when I went out there. I went to Palm Springs the day before, uh-huh. and then I drove from Palm Springs to Vegas. Yeah. So I didn't take the fifteen. I took the desert route. Right. The 62 or whatever it's called all the way through mojave like the mojave national preserve it's fucking amazing that drive really? no cell service half the way huh so you just you're just alone and the views are are just are phenomenal really dude. yeah it's like a national yeah, park yeah. you go through joshua tree first all that stuff okay. yucca valley and then you cut up and you go through mojave and all that Does it take a lot longer it takes four hours from palm springs but also okay. takes four hours from la but like if you did it the day before, yeah. it would be two hours, two Palm Springs, the next day, four hours. So right. technically a little more time, but um, the drive's unreal. And then you connect back with the 15, like when you're almost at the state line in Nevada. Yeah. Um, but it, it was really cool. So I would say uh, Pinball Hall of Fame for sure. Um, and then I went to the Neon Boneyard. That's amazing. Dude, that was... That looked amazing. So fucking cool. Yeah. So here's how that place works, by the way. Because I didn't know this. I just went in the afternoon thinking, like, you just walk around and look at shit. And here's, yeah. you know, a donation. Uh, they only do tours. They do guided tours. They're one-hour guided tours. And they only do them in the morning and in the evening. Right. So when we showed up, there was a sign outside that said sold out. And I'm like, there are seven cars here. Yeah. And how can this place sell out? Because you're just walking around looking at you know, <laughs> right. signs. So... They were like, yeah, that's how we do it here in the early morning and night because of the intense heat. And then the signs get very hot. and We don't want people, you know, whatever. That's why part, part of the reason they're guided tours. And they're very informative, it turns out. So, And it kind of makes it worth It's 18 bucks. So, And I was like, that seems a little high for like looking at a bunch of old, right. old neon signs. But the way they do it, it's like a one hour. So it's one hour, 18 bucks, And you get to basically see all these old neon signs from like the fucking 30s yeah like right when vegas started like right around when all those like they te- they tell you like here's why vegas started and and then all these old signs from then all the way up until like the 80s or 90s from they have an old section called like old vegas like super old vegas then there's motels like all the cool old motel signs and then there's um all the old vegas strip signs like that huge stardust one yeah that was a fucking How great big one. i like are they in my head they'd be humongous the stardust one was pretty big each each letter was probably like 10 feet or more oh cool i mean it was huge yeah like it took up a lot of the signs were hard to take pictures of in their entirety because yeah the the way the the 
the graveyard. It, when you look at pictures of it, it looks like a bunch of signs were just thrown into a thing and they're showing to you. But they have walkways set up with like you know rocks on the outside so you don't like step yeah. over and touch. And a lot of the signs are are set up so you can see them. You know, it's not just a bunch of shit thrown into a a, a, a fucking area, or right. whatever. So. And the, and at night when they when they do the night tours, a lot of the signs are restored and they turn them on. Oh, cool! But I had shows every night, so I, yeah. I couldn't do that one. Um, so they they give you the history of every sign that they show you, and uh, and then in that like a history of Vegas, you actually learn shit about what Vegas was like, and and that was actually uh, pretty cool too. Um, so at the end of that. I was like, dude, it's going to be hard to not buy shit at the gift shop. Yeah, that's a tough one. <laughs> because it was pretty cool in there. They have hats? So I, they had hats. They had shirts. Oh, man. They had fucking pins. Oh, dude. They like had coffee an, mugs. Like enamel pins? Yeah, like Disneyland quality. Yeah, yeah, Cool yeah. looking. Yeah, yeah, So yeah. I may or may not have purchased right, right. a number of things. And by may not. I mean, you I purchased did. the living shit What'd you get? out of a book on the history of neon signs in Great. Las Vegas. Great. And with that came half price off a neon museum coffee mug, which Ugh. I got the fuck out of that. Right. I got a pin mm. that says the neon museum, which is uh, modeled after the sign they have mm-hmm. outside. Mm-hmm. And then I got a shirt mm. that says the neon boneyard. Right. And in the lettering is uh, pictures of the, some of their neon signs. Right. And it's in brown. Right. And what else did I got? I think that's it. So you basically spent what would have been my gambling budget <laughs> on it the actually, memorabilia. Right. It actually was not. the And uh, it's, a, it's a non-profit. Okay. The whole place is a non-profit. So the admission, everything you buy, it's all going to a good cause. And right. the place, uh, the city of Las Vegas rents them. Their lease is a dollar a year. Oh, cool. Yeah. So and they get all these signs donated to them. And Las Vegas needs shit like that. Yeah, and they have shit like that. That's they re- the thing. if I'm the governor of Nevada or the mayor of Las Vegas, I'm like, yeah. no, they get a deal. Yeah. The rest of you fuckers are paying a premium because we can't. Because that there was a big push in the '90s to make Vegas family friendly. Right, and that's where all those kind of roller coastery things came from, and Treasure Island and all that shit. Next, yeah, New York, and yeah. yeah, it became like, no, we're not. The, it's not. It's the new Vegas. Uh-huh. And then the economy died, and you know that there was all those condo building and all that shit. Right, and now it seems to have slowly made its way back. I mean, because it's... of the economy being so shitty, it became an incredibly cheap place to live, and you could still get like some work. It wasn't. It used to be in the nineties. I remember. People would just go to Vegas because, like, well, there's jobs. I'll go work at a casino. I'll right. do something. But and then it, that that kind of went away. But now I think it's slowly coming back. And the the housing is so inexpensive. Well, no, I mean it's. But that wasn't the result of of the economy collapsing. It, the, no, it, it was ruined Vegas. It ruined Vegas. But then that made the that made the housing cheap. Like the, those condos for a minute became like the all. I remember all these actors were buying like. They were getting into these condo developments because you're flip. People were flipping condos in Vegas. Yeah, okay, well, I mean, if you look at it, and and then that died, heavy, like really bad. So all of a sudden, these condos that were like a half million dollars were like one twenty, and then that made rent go down too. But at the same time, there weren't as many jobs. But it seems like it slowly has turned back into. I mean, it's I think rebounding again. Yeah, but it's still yeah. like it hit that city 
the recession hard. it was one of the hardest hit in the country yeah the housing the housing bubble there was fucking huge yeah and then it just blew up yeah but i mean you could like vegas was a wasteland it was yeah. like there was no one there and they were just giving rooms away they yeah. couldn't get people there because i mean the first thing to go when the economy gets tough is your uh entertainment money yeah that's one of the first things you cut out and vegas is literally just that yeah it's your entertainment dollar at work and when you don't have that you're not going so no. it was empty no all the houses were i mean it was just it was bad out there so I wonder if, because for a while it was the Indian casinos made more money than Vegas. That was like the stat. Right. I wonder if that's still the case. Yeah, I don't know. Because I know it's like it's closer for a lot of people. Yeah. Like your your travel budget is evaporates. Yeah. Like you don't have to, if you live in the Midwest, it's like, oh, we can just drive two hours to this casino and stay at that hotel. Yeah. Or do we fly to Vegas, yeah. rent a car, yeah. like and all this other shit. Um, but yeah, you wonder with the, proliferation of like all these indian casinos how much that's taken out of their vegas is like nightmare yeah you know i bet you they've taken a lot out of it or even you know those riverboat casinos and all that shit you would think so people just want to gamble they're not super concerned with like doing shit like the shows or whatever people just want to sit at those fucking tables and gamble or sit at slot machines and then eat yeah, they just want yeah, they want that feeling of like I'm on a special vacation and yeah. I can win some money while I'm here. Yeah, I'm taking a risk. I I saw a woman no one looks happy in Vegas, by the no. way. Like on the Vegas trip. No see, one there's no smiling. There are lights everywhere and the opportunity to win all this money, but no one seems like they have a real smile on their face. No. Unless they're totally wasted. I saw a woman at a gas station and I was driving to get to the downtown area to go just get coffee and do some work. Uh, she was sitting there playing a slot machine. In the gas station. In the fucking gas station. Yep. And it was like four miles off the strip. Yeah. And she was just sitting there like pulling the thing. And then like my eye caught her eye and she just like looked at me and like kind of like furrowed her brows a little bit with that like sort of, I don't know what got me here. <laughs> but she... Looked like she couldn't leave. Yeah, like why? What? What is she that? She didn't look like she had a lot of money. It, it was like, are you? That's just like, oh, I have these quarters. Yeah, if it, it looked like she was like very, very poor, maybe homeless, but she came across a few bucks and she was like, I'm gonna use one of these dollars on this slot machine and maybe I can win twenty. I've definitely gambled at the airport. Yeah, I've done that before because it's just like... You're like, oh, I got some That's ones. the best place to have a layover, I feel. Yeah. If it's like an hour, you're like, yeah, I'll just put two bucks in this slot machine. Yeah. And then fuck around with it for a little bit. But it's so interesting that where you, the reason you do that is your head goes, what if I won a million dollars at the airport? <laughs> at the airport, yeah. Which I have... There's there's no way they would let the, whoever controls the, the fake odds in a slot machine... Right. They're not letting that happen. What casino would let the airport win the million... Right. You take the picture. I want a million dollars at the Las Vegas International Airport. I mean, I, also, like, who rents those? I mean, is it the casi- the game manufacturers? or There's no casino in the airport. I, I don't know. No, no. Is it the airport that buys the yeah. games and <laughs> yeah. goes here? Who gets that money? Yeah, United. Is it, is, it, yeah. is, it, is it JetBlue? Is it Southwest? Like, at the end of the day, those games are filled with quarters and dollars. Yes. Who takes that money home? I don't know. It can't be JetBlue, no. <laughs> right? I mean, yeah, that would seem like a very weird... Yeah. It's got to be the city of Las Vegas, maybe. 
Right. Like the air, whoever, whatever company, airports aren't completely public. They're privately owned also. Yeah. They're, I mean, corporations. Yeah. So that the corporation, I, maybe they do. I don't know how it works out there. It's weird. Well, there's that's it, it's very shady there because gambling is shady. That's why they can't have sports teams. Right. So they have no pro sports teams because they just they've always felt like the the like odds of the players being corrupted is way too high. Right. You have a guy who comes to you and be like, "Hey, I'll give you ten million dollars to make sure you don't win this yeah. game tomorrow. Twist your ankle. Wink, yeah. wink. Yeah. Well, I can't do that. Well, here's half a million dollars. Which ankle? Yeah. yeah. Left Which, or both? Yeah. I can do both. both. I'll break it for real. Yeah, I'll break one ankle with the other ankle. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, so, so yeah, neon graveyard, neon boneyard, whatever you want to call it. Um, so while I was there, I was getting the history of Vegas, and they explain the stardust sign, right? And they tell you um, they had that kind of atomic lettering or whatever. Yeah. Uh, and then the whole thing around it, right? It's called the cocktail font. Uh, maybe. Yeah. I don't know. She called it something else. Atomic something, whatever. Um, so here's what happened. In the 50s, they would, the Stardust would have like rooftop viewings of the atomic testing that I guess you could see from way far away. And they, used to, do, they used to do this thing where you could sign up and it would obviously probably cost money for these like picnics that they would have. They would take you on a bus and drive you out to where they were doing these testings or near them as close as you could get. And then you'd have a picnic and you could watch them in the distance. And then a little bit after that, when people were like, this is incredibly unhealthy for you, right. the stardust was like, now to distance ourselves from this past. <laughs> you know, So that's when they changed the lettering, got rid of that sign and all that atomic-related <laughs> stuff, right? Because it, it was... Los Altos? It was what? Is it Los Altos where they did the atomic testing? No, it was... Um, they had a couple different sites out there. I can't or remember. Los Altos, maybe New Mexico. I think it is, yeah. So the, 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 the Nevada Proving Grounds, they had a couple different sites yeah. where they would do all this testing. Like, it wasn't really that far. And and it's stupid that I forgot the name because of the next thing that I did. So as I'm finishing up the tour, and I was like, that Stardust thing, was, it was a really cool piece of history. And so I'm at the front desk buying all this, like, <laughs> fucking merchandise and stuff. And I was like, you guys, this place is amazing. And she's like, yeah, we've been open, you know, like now two or three years and people seem to love it and this and that. I'm like, this is exactly why I, what I'm looking for to do out here. I'm like, I don't want to be on the strip. I want to do shit like this. She's like, you should go to the Atomic Testing Museum. Yeah. And I'm like, I don't know what that is, but give it to me. And so she goes, it's a museum on the other side of, of the strip on the east side. And, um, it's just a museum that the Smithsonian kind of is, is a part of in some way and the, whoever else runs it out here that just takes you through the history of atomic testing in the Nevada desert. Right. So that's like, I think it was 20 bucks to go in and worth it because with it is an Area 51 exhibit Great. that's just corny enough yeah. and funny. Mm-hmm. It's awesome. So you go through this whole fucking museum from the beginning of the uh, Oppenheimer project all the way to when the testing uh, basically ended in Nevada. And there's a little room where they do a theater show. Um, not like a live theater, but like a, a, t- like a screen right. theater. A um, strip. So this, you're sitting there on these little benches, and then this like dude who's like 70 walks in. He's like, today you're going to experience 
what it was like <laughs> to see. And he had this like serious voice, and he had these glasses, these bifocals that would drop down to the end of his nose, and he was just like looking up from them at yeah. you. And the the way in which he was talking about it, it was almost like this motherfucker was there. You know what I mean? He was like, he was not only he was probably in Japan. He was flying one of the planes. Yeah, that dropped one of these bombs. <laughs> so, and he was like, uh, that that. <laughs> That smoke that you see, that mushroom cloud, that's not a cloud. That's fire. <laughs> like he was doing that shit. It was like the most serious description of what you're about to watch. So the lights will go down and he's like, the room's going to go black because that's how it was when you had to wear these goggles. You'd put these goggles on during the day and all you'd see is black until they would blow up a fucking nuclear <laughs> weapon, you so know, insane. seven miles away from you. And then black would turn into this bright light and then you'd see this mushroom cloud. That's how bright these things were. So this theater kind of reenacts that. So the lights all go down and you see this bright flash and then a screen with this huge mushroom cloud and then like these noises that come out. And, uh, and then they go through what it was like, you know, the people that were sitting on these benches with the things and then watching them. And then a little later, like the radioactive fallout and like, you know, how it was probably unhealthy for some of these employees. Yeah, totally. And then eventually it ends, but you could spend easily two hours in there without even noticing it. Cause there's so many panels of information and artifacts and like what it, the so-and-so's desk looked like in 1953 and, um, well worth the money. So worth it. Yeah. It was a cool little museum. Those pictures looked cool. Yeah, it was super cool there. Did you um, go to the... Is the Jet Puff Marshmallow Factory still, tour still a thing? I did not go there. When I was younger, I'd always heard that the in Henderson, there is a Jet Puff Marshmallow Factory that you can take a tour of. That's what I'm doing next time. Yeah. So I saved a few things. I mean, that will be one of them. And then thoroughly exploring the Fremont downtown area. And then Red Rock, which is the outdoor, the hiking. Okay. There's like a billion hiking trails out there. And Mount Charleston's another one. Where there's you like think some it'd hiking. be cool if there was like night hiking. Yeah. Dangerous. They'd have to light it up, but it'd be cool. Well, I mean, in the desert, maybe not because the moon would shine so bright that like yeah. certain parts of it, I think, depending on the time of year. Like a, a, like, a, like a helmet with a light on it. Right. Like, like a cool. miner. Yeah, like a miner's helmet. Um. Yeah, I was going to do the Red Rock thing. I was either thinking like take my bike and do like ride up into the mountains or just go on a hike, but it was 106 down on the strip and I was told like when you go up to that that area it can be even hotter. Really? And I was like, "You know what? I want to have fun on the hike. I don't want to just yeah. be fucking miserable." I would I always thought cuz that when I that's one of the things when I was in Palm Springs they were like, "Oh, you go to Sinatra's house." Mhm. Which you can take a tour of it now because it's on sale or something for sale, and the thing—it's twenty degrees cooler at his house than it is downtown. How come? Because it's on a mountain. Oh yeah, right. Yeah. You go up to the top and and it is like always cooler. And you're like, man, that's pretty awesome. Yeah, yeah. Where Palm Springs is, it's like because it's off the ten. You take the one eleven and you go down into the valley. Yeah, and it's ten degrees hotter, ten or twelve degrees hotter than you when you're at the ten freeway. Right. It gets pretty intense down there, and I fucking love it. Dinosaur Land was cool. Yeah, that's pretty cool. I mean, you Did know. you take the tram up to the top? Nope. The aerial tram? Never, I mean, like, because of we got the getting there on the... I drove there for Saturday day. Uh-huh. It took forever. 
because of the rain and there was just it took like four hours to get there oh wow it was a bummer but getting home was easy right but yeah i, we, I didn't get there till like five or six on the saturday where did you eat at the ace hotel diner no i forget where i ate oh i told you to go to elmer's did you go there nope oh did you go to you went to Ernest coffee though right i think so yeah yeah i did the hipstery kind of yeah. whatever yeah, they yeah. serve stump town yep um i went there oh how is your Starbucks boycott? Yeah, I you broke it. I broke it once. And I the felt reason, it. The in reason my body. was this: I had to be at work at seven a.m. I went to go to Caldi Coffee at five forty-five. Mm-hmm. They were not open. They do not open till six thirty. Whereas Starbucks opens at like five four. I think it's five thirty. Hmm. And I had to be at work on time, so I went to Starbucks once. Hmm. Sorry. I feel like there were ways around that. No, not, I would have been late for work, and that is not an option. On your drive to work? I, it's not safe for me to drive all the way to Culver City and be not at least ingesting some caffeine. See, I don't know. I thought that. of that. I would have had to go to either... 20, 30 minutes into the drive. There's a... My choices were this, because I get on the 10... Right. I either have to get off the... There's only... There's a Starbucks... Or there's a coffee bean right before Sony. Uh-huh. So I'd be drinking coffee as I got to work, which isn't acceptable. I wouldn't be awake enough to then... My scene was first up. I wouldn't be awake enough to properly do my job. I had a lot of lines. What time was your scene? Well, I was on camera by 7.45. Okay. So... Or I would have had to go to the coffee bean in Los Feliz, which I, since I didn't realize that place I was going to that I've been going to wasn't open that would have been a probably a 15 minute experience to then go to the coffee bean then get back onto the five to take it to don't the you have coffee here yeah I didn't well I was already in the car I had driven to Atwater right. made the U-turn parked went up to the door this fucker is closed yeah god damn it but isn't that part of the boycott is like get coffee at different places or make it at home do you use that AeroPress anymore or no Every once in a while. Mostly I use the coffee machine still. Because okay. the AeroPress, I, I, when I drink coffee uh, at my home, I want like a few, probably at least two cups. Okay. So I use just a coffee maker. But yeah, I've been going to that place every, but it just wasn't open early. Right. I've only gone to that place. I haven't gone to any other places. Except that, like I've gotten coffee at restaurants in the morning if I go Have you to been breakfast. to the Go Get Em Tiger pop-up shop? No, I went, I tried to go, but it already closed. It closed at three. Yeah. But I feel like it opens at six or seven. Yeah, seven, I forgot. I mean, I forgot that that That's was. That's where I went before thing. here. But yeah, so I've technically I I fucked up one day, but I feel like it was not really my fault. If they'd been open earlier, I would have went there. Yeah, I walked up to their door with money in my hand. Did you use any sort of search method besides just looking around with your eyeballs here's to see what else was here's open? The thing about how I t- how seriously I take when i get to work right no no I, look i'm all about being on time for shit i once got i'm not a, saying fuck work i once had to be at work at 9 a.m you got there at eight no well, normally i am normally i normally show up to sony 40 minutes early yeah and i have a reputation for being early i take mm-hmm. it seriously i once got caught in traffic even though i got a text being like hey everyone's caught in traffic take your time I was I got I had to be there at nine. I got into the parking lot at eight fifty five. I ran from my car 
to the base camp to make sure I got. I ran. I was at base camp at nine fifty eight at eight fifty eight. Yeah. To be on time because I have a reputation for being early and taking yeah. it seriously. So while I went out of my way, I tried my very best to stick to my boycott. <laughs> I and it's fi- only been the once. Yeah, it's only been the once. You're not lying. I'm not lying. Okay. If I was gonna lie, I would have lied about the one time. This is an easy lie. But fucking that place isn't. I think it opens at six thirty. So how? Wait, when did you start the boycott? Two, three weeks ago. I want to say it was the eleventh or twelfth of July. Okay. So you have another couple weeks. Yeah, I have another couple weeks. Okay. It hasn't been hard at all. Yeah, there's so many options. Well, I've only gone to the one place. The thing is, the place I go to is. 300 feet from the place I used to go to. <laughs> right. So it's not Really worst. branching out there, trying not new things. very hard. <laughs> You're like, as I'm ordering, I can see the Starbucks through the window. Oh, I duck. I duck in my car as I drive by them. Yeah. Yeah. That's really funny. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, don't take this opportunity to try new things like every other day or so. Because there's only, I don't know, 55 <laughs> coffee shops within a two-mile radius of where you live. Well, the place I've been going to is uh, 50 cents cheaper. Than Starbucks. Than Starbucks. Take that. They have Howard Schultz. Which I've figured out is almost the exact equivalent of the free one that Starbucks gives you for, I think, every 12. I think every 12 times you use your... Because I have a Starbucks card. Every 12 times... Like the one f- on your phone or whatever? The- no, no. I have an actual physical card. Oh, okay. Uh, oh, the yeah, yeah, yeah. I've yeah. gotten those as gift cards. Yeah, and I, I think every twelfth one you get a free one. So the fifty cents cheaper from the new place is the exact same thing. Yeah, they have almond milk at the place I go to, which they don't at Starbucks. Fuck which you, is better, Schultz. Which is better for <laughs> for men because apparently we've all been told that soy milk is bad for your balls. It's. I think it just it your it increases liver? the production of like estrogen or something. F- Tips? Gives you boobs, boobies. That's what. Uh, uh, what was it? Uh, uh, what's his name? Jeremy Piven blamed his man boobs on soy milk. <laughs> really? Yeah. You know what's funny about soy milk is that I'm lactose intolerant, so right. like I was like, oh, I'll just start drinking soy milk. But drinking soy milk for a while gives you your stomach the same feeling that drinking regular milk does, like the lactose. I can't. That sort of like bloated kind of uh, like someone's twisting your stomach the reason, i'm like there's no way to win here the reason i started drinking reg like if i have coffee twice in a day i can't have anything with soy milk the second time because it just feels it, it literally feels gross it's like gross to me yeah where it just feels like thick and sticky and Ugh. unnecessary and heavy so it's yeah. like i'd rather put like sweetener in black co- iced coffee than get something with uh, any kind of almond milk either it's all kind of like thick yeah. And See, I can't. Gross. I can't remember the last time I put cream or sugar in coffee. Yeah, it probably was the last time I had to go to a Starbucks, like in an airport somewhere, and I right. had to put a little half and half just to mellow out the taste of the burnt, burn. yeah, fucking garbage. I'm trying to think if I've noticed what I get tasting better. It does. It definitely does taste better. When you put what cream? No, no, no. I mean the thing I get. I get the same thing I get at Starbucks at the new place. What do you get there again? I get a iced latte with four shots. Okay. And it does taste better. It tastes like less burnt. Right. Yeah. And uh, that's it. But yeah, I did break it. Do they have cold brew over there? Probably. No idea. Okay. You'd probably like cold brew. Got an iced coffee there. It was good. 
the environment there is uh has so far been fine one Uh time there was a weird lady in there being like uh, you know just a real annoying east side hippie talking about crystals right right but for the most part they are have been efficient they've been as fast as i think they can be yeah there's two employees the art on the wall right now is horrendous. Well, I mean, that's never going to be good anywhere. Right, yeah. And um, but What's yeah. important is you're supporting local business. Yeah. There's some perfectly good, honest family. But now that I think about it, maybe I'll try to go to that place across the street. Proof. That, pe- that people say are good. That yeah. people say is good proof. The coffee at Proof is good. I've heard there's a... Isn't there like a sandwich situation now that's incredible? Yeah, they have these like little breakfast sandwiches that are good because it's like a bakery and then their coffee section is technically another coffee company that runs always very crowded out of there yeah because it's good stuff right um but yeah i don't know what their latte situation's like but they probably would do a ice latte i bet you their sizes the thing i like about caldi is they have the same size their large is the same size as a starbucks 56 ounce it's a 38 barrel Like the drinks, the margaritas. By the way, um, this is completely separate from anything, but recently, I like Gatorade. And uh, What's your favorite flavor? Orange. Really? Yeah, I love orange. See, I go Glacier Freeze. Not the dark blue, but the kind (laughs) of ice blue, the mid-blue. Yeah. There's that dark blue, it's called Cool Blue. That flavor can go fuck itself. Glacier Freeze is perfection. I like orange in the original, you know, whatever, the yellow green. punch. Oh, no, that one. The yeah. yellow-green flavor. Okay. But uh, if if you're looking for value, <laughs> if you get a double gulp at 7-Eleven, uh-huh. it's about the same amount of liquid as two of the thinner Gatorade uh, bottles. And it's about, three, and it's about I think a double gulp was a buck 85, and a, a, a Gatorade thin bottle one is like a buck 25 or 35. So I think for an extra... Uh-huh. 50 cents you're getting quite a bit of extra gatorade but what i noticed is but you can put gatorade in the big cult, big gulp yeah cup? they it, they have it on they they have fountain gatorade at 7-eleven i did not even know that now i will say this i noticed it tasted sweeter oh so if because it's a fountain it that means there's like syrup and it's being combined with water like any other fountain if you've ever worked at a restaurant you know you plug in the syrup yeah, the thing. co2 yeah. and the syrup yeah I wonder if there's more sugar in it. Now, I've also been told... Uh, but that doesn't... Would that work? I don't know that that would be the same with Gatorade because that's not how Gatorade's made as where soda is made that way. Right. So Gatorade is probably just... I think it'd be syrup and water. I don't know if that's the same thing with Gatorade. It's hard to imagine that there are just huge jugs of Gatorade. It tasted different, dude. It did not taste like traditional orange Gatorade. Now, they don't have your Glacier flavor, so I don't think you'll be able to test it. Oh, yeah. That's and I only... tweeted that, and a friend of mine replied. He was like, I knew it. I Tastes different. I I'm going to ask. But I put, you know, I'm just saying, if you're in Because I know there's some drinks that come out of the fountains that aren't like that. Because yeah. they're just not made with syrup, and they're not even carbonated, so no. there's no. Well, there's iced tea. You get there's 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 the brisk iced tea. There's like a, a minute made iced tea. Yeah, I mean that's not even real iced tea. That's literally. And there's a lemonade. Yeah, but yeah, that's just a side thing about Gatorade. Well, yeah, I Gatorade that. is absolutely. That's terrible like a Gatorade you. life hack. Yeah. <laughs> if you're looking but, to save money on Gatorade. Yeah, and there's a Seven Eleven near you. Yeah. Right. I mean, I love Seven Eleven. I love it. Yeah, it's not bad. I never. Seven Eleven has been there for me most of my life. They could step up their coconut water game a little bit. Word. Yeah. 
Yeah. Or coconut water game. Well, they got they got the the, the Zico. They got that. Yeah, it's a little pricey. Yeah. See, my favorite is C- well, everything C2O. At, everything at 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 Seven Eleven is a little pricey. But yeah, it's pretty reliable. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's pretty reliable. But yeah, it sounds like you figured out to. It sounds like you hung in there in Vegas without going insane. Yeah, well, that was my my goal was... It's almost like a primer. Like, now, if I had to do that same run, I'd be like, I'm just going to do the exact same thing Nick did. Yeah, you have, like, a few options. Yeah. And that can get you through a few days. And really, how many days are most people going to spend in Vegas? Three? And and the difference is, I, I think I would do everything you did. I'd gamble a little. I'd take advantage of one of those strip club deals. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. And then that that's your whole trip right there. You're done. Um, and that was my goal, which was like, go there and prove myself wrong about Vegas. And not like reinvigorate one's uh, a disease of depression. Right, yeah. I could, I could have just spent the whole time hating it. I could have spent this entire podcast just shitting all over it. But it's like everyone knows the negatives. I already knew the negatives. Yeah. And I'm like, let's go there and find the good. Yeah. Because there's got to be a reason people can live here. You should make a trap. You should write a travel guide for. You should write a travel guide. I think I, yeah. One of the Mesquire things you did. Do you want to do one about that? I could do that, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. How to avoid suicide in Vegas. Yeah. How to not kill yourself in yeah. Las Vegas. Um, I feel like I need to go one more time and don't do, do the other shit. Don't title it with a take on fear and loathing, please. No, no, no. no. Absolutely not. Don't call it Got Vegas. <laughs> right or whatever happens yeah some take on that yeah don't do that um yeah so for if you want to see call it vegas not for dummies right uh if you want to see the pictures or the actual physical locations of the places i went to publicus or however you pronounce it the coffee's fucking awesome yeah they had a mint julep mm. made with espresso one of the best drinks right i've ever had the way they were able to balance espresso and mint, and uh, it was just, it's phenomenal. The dude that works there, the guy that runs the coffee program, won uh, second place in the National Barista huh. Championships That's competition. Cool. Yeah. So he, and then he moved there, and that place has been open for eight weeks. Like, wow. it just opened. Oh, wow. The guy was like, How'd you find us? I'm like, <laughs> I just looked around. That's cool. I'm like, I know how to search for coffee. Um, but yeah, I lived in Seattle for, for 13 years, which is like a huge coffee town. His name was Cole something. Yeah. Super nice dude. Super talented coffee guy. Huh. But so all the pictures I posted to the places I went are geotagged. So up on top of the photo is, uh, the name of the place and you click on it and there's a map for those of you who don't know that that's an option. Cause some people ask me, Hey, where is that? And I go look above the picture Yeah, and there'll be the name and you can click on that and it'll show you a map location. Yeah. So the neon graveyard is there. The atomic museum, uh, two of the coffee shops I went to and the pinball hall of fame. Right. Um, and those are all like cool things. And then with the first coffee shop I went to makers and finders, it's on main street in downtown and it's a row of just vintage and antique stores oh. that have a lot of cool old vegas stuff so like furniture from the 70s tons of old like ashtrays and weird things that say like the sahara and whatever so if you like old kitschy vegas stuff a lot of those antique stores have have that kind of yeah have that kind of thing there huh. um which is pretty cool i feel like a lot of people who listen to us are gonna go to vegas eventually and this is you know dude support the stuff that make Vegas could be really cool 
Yeah, and the way what they're doing with downtown, there's an, there's it's going to be cool. There's enough money there mm-hmm. to where like you could actually have a, a supportive scene. It it's kind of in the same way. There's like a there's a scene outside of like Miami now, like a kind of a cool. There's a cool, credible art scene in Miami because of Basel. There's art Basel there every year, and then and then yeah. spawned like now there's actually cool galleries there. Right, and so. You know they have enough money to and and if people are living there, they can make it a cool place. Yeah, I mean, and it, it, it's starting to like happen on yeah. the outskirts, you know, like uh, off off the strip. So definitely off the strip, Vegas. There's good stuff. Yeah, the Las Vegas Strip can burn in fucking hell. Right. Okay. But that yeah, being so said, support those places. Also, uh, the Moonlight Bunny Ranch. Go have sex. Yeah, I want to do that one day. Go to it. Yeah, I want to actually like partake and have in that. sex with a prostitute. Yeah, like there, I think would be pretty yeah. interesting because I what that actually costs. That's the thing; it probably costs a lot of money. Well, I used I watched that show yeah. on HBO, and I always got the sense that the, that they were over, sh- like they kind of said they cost more than they actually do, so that people would show up from watching the show expecting to pay that much, and then be like, "Oh, I'm getting a deal." Yeah, but I think it's got to be like over a grand or something, right? Because you're paying for like the girl and the quality is probably good. That meaning like they're like pretty and not, you know, well, they're like, and they're also like, and you get options. Like, well, there's also a lot of like safety testing and stuff. Yeah. You know, they're clean. Cause it's got, it goes through like the state. They have to like apply and get, yeah. It's so you're paying for all that adult performer. Yeah. You're paying for like the testing that they're getting. Yeah. And then they're the room. Like you're, you're going into a room that is yeah. on there, you know, so you're pay, you're helping pay their rent. So I imagine the cost would be high, but I would have no problem yeah. doing that at a place like that, you know? Yeah. Um, one of these days where money is no object, I'm going to go and get like three chicks. That sounds fun. At one, Just one of each. I'm going to be like, I want a white one, a black one, a fucking Mexican, whatever. Like just three different kinds <laughs> of girls. And I'll be like, let's fucking party. You should have party. a deal where you like get a weekend. Yeah. Like, like, I'm going to stay here for like three days. Now the bummer would be if they were only like, it's only like an hour. Right. No, they should have package deals. Yeah. I feel like you should get like a few hours. Yeah. I'm like, sure there's pick one of the girls. I'm sure there's lots of deals you don't know about. And I think you should look into them. Maybe, maybe next time I go Become out, there, a sex tourist. Then you go to Thailand. See, yeah, no, no, no. That, then that's how you end up with a disease that won't go away. Right. <laughs> when you become a sex tourist. No, nah, you're you're going to become a sex tourist. I don't know about that. <laughs> um, I mean, if it were like Moonlight Bunny Ranch type places, but not like Thailand and... Right. So I, I've heard Ari has some stories about when he was in Thailand. Yeah, I, you'd think you would not be surprised if Ari yeah. having stories of gone to Thailand because he's such a piece of garbage. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you, Ari. Um, okay. Yeah. So listen, that was uh, that was that. That's the other side, the lighter side of <laughs> Las Vegas. Yeah. Everybody, um, we hope you enjoyed it, and hopefully you do one or two of the things that uh, that I did. If you ever get stuck out there at a work conference or whatever. Uh, Thanks for listening. We'll see you guys next week.